0: Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. So I'm here to talk about the A of the ABC of WOW, talk about anointing. Um, And I was, you know, it's actually a really difficult thing to to talk into it's like trying to describe the wind because if you think about it the wind is not really why bother why bother describing it when you can just experience it okay this is what this is what i mean you know just go and stand and feel it and experience it but um. I want The idea actually today, we're not going to have an in-depth Bible study on the whole area of the anointing. The idea is, of course, we seek to get some understanding, but it's, it's to inspire, to, to um, challenge an expectation amongst us that we're going to experience the anointing. And, the, and, and I, I believe, as I've prayed already, that the Holy Spirit He's going to help me, and he's going to help us. When we talk about anointing, we often think about, oh, God, anoint the preacher. But you also, we need to understand that listeners need to be anointed too. I need need an anointing to listen. I need an anointing to concentrate. You know, uh, because, you know, unless I'm doing my job, um, you know, we don't want... You're planning, planning lunch in the next five minutes. You know what I mean? I've lost you, and now you're planning lunch. Or, or maybe you're already on that. I don't know. Maybe I've interrupted that thought <laughs> right now. But um, the, the, the point is that we need an anointing to receive. And I, I believe that when, when I preach that everyone has the potential to carry away We don't have our little carry-out bags. We don't have our little physical carry-out bags. But we all, in the spirit, have our carry-out bags of what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us as individuals. Because God's got something He wants to say to all of us. But God wants to say something to you as an individual. Incidentally, that is true whether you would consider yourself a Christian or whether you usually go to church or not. No one in the room gets left out. God has got something to say to everyone. Isaiah 61, as I've mentioned, it, it starts out and I, I, Jesus actually used these words in, in Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed. Mm. Anointed. What, what does that actually mean? It's very Christianese, you know. It's that Christian language that doesn't actually really mean much outside. Yeah. But church people, they know what it means. Right. Oh, it was so anointed. That song was so anointed. That, that, that was so anointed. It's like, okay, what's what is that? I don't even know. What are we talking about? The actual original language was to anoint, meant to apply oil. Literally, it meant to apply oil. And it was used in association with anointing sheep. It's what shepherds did. So shepherds put anointing uh, oil, a fragrant oil, on the sheep's head. And that actually uh, was used to, to, to keep the bugs away, to keep the, the insects away that would often burrow into the sheep's ears and skin, uh, causing irritation. Maybe you would understand it better when, when David said in the 23rd Psalm, he anoints my head with oil. David was using a shepherd's term from the shepherd's psalm. He was using a shepherd's term to say, he anoints my head with oil. I've used that scripture so many times over over the years, over my thinking, over my thought life. He anoints my head with oil. So the anointing became symbolic of blessing, blessing, Protection and empowerment. Going forward, it also represented not only not only the whole concept of uh, a blessing, protection, empowerment, but being set apart. So, uh, particularly in regard to priests, kings, and prophets, they were anointed. There was a holy oil that, that was applied. Uh, to the to the head, uh, and, and in fact, even to this day, um, I think the last time I t- I preached this, I showed a clip uh, from the Crown, which I'm not doing. But talking about the anointing of the king was an application of the oil to the head, to the heart, and to the hand. Yeah. So when when uh, when uh, the uh, in the next few years, um, when we have. A new monarch. Uh, they they will be anointed. The oil will be applied, the holy oil, the oil that's been set apart will be applied to their head, to their heart, and to their hands. And 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 it was to give a picture. It's all picture language. It's all picture language to help us grasp a concept. That's what that's what it is. There's, there's actually nothing special. About the oil, apart from the fact that it's been set apart and it's been prayed over, it 's not magic oil it's just oil, but it's symbolic. it gives a picture it helps us understand that that whole anointing of the head and the heart and the, and the, and the hand is it's, it's symbolic that may God influence your mind, may God influence your heart, may God influence what you do it is it's symbolic of, of what the spirit. Of God will do for your life, so the Old Testament uh, shows us the visible oil set apart, and sometimes in in the way we do church, from time to time, we absolutely will anoint people with oil. The scriptures in James that talk about anointing people with oil we 'll anoint the sick with oil, and we 'll actually use physical oil for that but in the new testament in as new testament believers the focus isn't wholly on physical oil because um we 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 uh we now understand that whenever we do use a visible oil it is supposed to point to an invisible spirit that spirit being the spirit of god Mm. so um In the Old Testament, the anointing, as we said, was to set set people apart. In the New Testament, we're all set apart. We we, we are all set apart by the Spirit. Revelation 1, uh, verses 5 and 6 says, To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to His God and Father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So we're all by the Spirit, through and by the Spirit of God, we're all set apart. I I mean, I could just preach on that one point now because I can sense in the room that we're not grasping that. Because you see, we do do believe, we don't talk about it much, but actually most of us here do believe that God has his favourites. You know like yeah I know God loves me but God has his favorites. And the truth is that that God, God God does have his favorites and we're all it. We're all his favorites. But we 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 judge ourselves. We judge ourselves by comparing ourselves with one another. By comparing ourselves with what happens on the platform. We 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 bring, we add a significance to this that, 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 listen, I'm not, obviously, what's the point of doing it if there's not no significance to it? Of course, there's some significance to it. But God can take a moment here like he can take a moment in the atrium, like he can take a moment in the car park, like he can take a moment at the front door. We want everyone to understand whether you're serving in AK, whether you're serving on the hello point, that the Spirit of God, because we're all set apart, because we're all called, because we, we, we all, God will use us in that moment, anoint us and use us for his glory. We're not all called to do the same thing. So whilst we're all called and we're all set apart, we're all, God has got something unique and wonderful for every single one of us in the room. That's why we shouldn't be spending our time trying to be like somebody else. Because the truth is that there's only one of you. Can you say Amen. I know that some of you are thinking, yeah, well, thank God there's only one of them. But but there's only one of you, and you're unique. God doesn't need. It's okay to be inspired by somebody else, but don't try and be somebody else. Be you, because we've already got them. What we need is you. So when we have approached this subject to help us um, grasp, a quite complex issue, and try and package it in a simple way is that we, we use the language of the anointing being the special application of God's spirit in our lives for the outworking of His purpose. The special application of God's spirit in our lives for the outworking of His purpose. In other words, the anointing is not just there to make us feel good. Ooh, Karasha <laughs> ba Ooh, Jesus. Hallelujah. hallelujah. It's, it's not. I mean, that's great. Don't get me wrong. But if we think that that's it, woo, Jesus, thank you. It, it's actually for a purpose. So I'm anointed, not just to make me feel good, but for, for, uh, uh, so that I can actually do something. And, and, and the anointing is associated, is associated with, yes, my connection to God, but also God's connection to me. We know, we know something is anointed when we sense the Spirit of God. Now, what I'm going to try and do, because, you know, preachers are really good at just throwing out phrases like that. And we're all supposed to get it. Um, what I, what I want, want to say is, what do I mean by that? Well, firstly, um, when I talk about that, or more accurately, I believe that we become... It's very quiet. Are we okay? Am I doing all right? Um, it's, it's more accurately, um, we become aware of the presence of God. So if you think about it, and I know we do it, and maybe, and I, and maybe even we sometimes do it, but I don't, I don't like it particularly, you know, where we, where we, you know, sometimes we'll pray and just ask God to come. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like God, where was God? Waiting outside? <laughs> just outside the door, just waiting off stage, and then we're going to invite him into the room. No, he's already here we know he's already here because he promised to be here that wherever two or three are gathered in his name there would he be in the midst so it's you can't really invite him to come because he's you don't have to invite him to his own party you know what i mean he's he's here and he's in the midst of us but if we're being honest there are moments when we become aware of his presence so it's not that god is more present it's that i'm more sensitive to that presence are you with me yeah. so so when we talk about when we talk about the anointing it's about me being aware of the presence of god god's doing something here um, and of course it's better experienced than described but i'm going to i'm going to give it a go like the, and, and it's not it could be any one of these things it could be all of these things but we sense god's presence when there's a sense of peace and well-being in the room. Great. On like that. <laughs> that. Yeah. like That's it. That's the spirit of God just giving us a moment. So like, not like that, but like this. But it's like there's just a sense. There's a sense that there's, what's going on here? There's something. It's, it's, beyond, it's beyond the kind of atmosphere that is just generated by people. Let's be honest. You know, if you go to a concert or a sporting event or, you know, sometimes people will say, oh my gosh, the atmosphere was amazing. So there is an atmosphere of expectation. Um, I personally think that that atmosphere should be part of church all the time because we should come expecting. But it's something more. It's something more than that. Um, It means it means about I might feel a little bit emotionally stirred up. I think it's. Important to understand, there's not a way to respond to the anointing. It will impact us all differently. You know, like someone might really uh, express their being impacted by the spirit by really shedding a lot of tears. And, and, and you might look at them with your dry eyes and say, "Oh, God must really be touching them," but maybe they're just moved to tears more easily than you are. Or you you, you can't disqualify yourself because you're not crying. So yes, if if there is a sense of God, God, God may be moving on that person with tears on that. Maybe that's it's not your day to cry. <laughs> maybe it's your day just to be sensing the peace of God. But don't devalue what God is doing just because you're not responding like somebody else. Um, maybe maybe there's something that's being said or something happening that we seem to be being affected by deeply, but we can't really explain why. That's That's the anointing of God. Some people might find themselves aware of their need for God. Like, they, 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 in the presence of the Lord, they may find themselves suddenly, they, might, they were just cracking on with their life, never really thinking about church, never really thinking about God. And then all of a sudden, in the presence of God, they find themselves profoundly aware of their need of God and, and maybe also a need for real change in their lives. The anointing may give a fresh sense of understanding Of who God is, or a truth about him, a new level of clarity. Oh, oh my gosh, I never thought of it like that. Wow, right. God, sometimes the anointing will cause me to join dots. Oh, wow. And it's the kind of, sometimes the anointing will take something that's so simple. And you'll think, well, why didn't I get that before? It's so obvious. Why didn't I get that before? But the anointing gets you to join dots that for whatever other reason, well, you, 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 couldn't, you couldn't manage that before. Um, we, the, the presence of the anointing, another aspect, we sense that something is going on and we are not making it happen. Right. So the anointing is the God factor. It, it takes us beyond the human, and connects us to the divine. It's the Holy Spirit helping us. It's a special application of God's Spirit in our lives for the outworking of His purpose. It's not there to make me look good. The anointing is there to make Him look good. I'm going to say that again. The anointing is not there to make me look good. Whilst I may, it's not there for me. It's not there for you. It's there for him. The anointing points to him. It points to his presence. The evidence can look a bit like this. The Holy Spirit will help me say the right thing at the right time. I feel it's important just to add because I'm just throwing some stuff out just to kind of help us I can be anointed and I might not even feel anointed I don't have to feel anointed to be anointed it's what God will do with this moment that's why I can again disqualify myself because oh well this is going to be rubbish because I don't feel anointed no the anointing I, I is not I don't get to decide whether I'm anointed or not actually I don't. That's God. God decides whether I'm anointed or not. I'll make another point about that in a moment. Um, So he helped me do the right thing at the right time and to great effect. I think that's important. There's, There's something supercharged when the anointing comes. I may, the Holy Spirit, the anointing, Uh, may give me an insight into a person or a situation that goes beyond what I'm seeing or experiencing. Let me put it like this. It's a gut feeling. I know that doesn't sound very spiritual, but often what we say is a gut feeling. Sometimes we say that because we don't want, I don't want to come across as too spiritual. I don't want to just say, I don't. It's just a gut feeling. But actually, it's the spirit of God yeah. speaking to me. It's something. It's something that I'm feeling about them, and it, that can work. That can work. Uh, you know, it can work out in so many ways. But, but uh, you know, sometimes people. I don't know. Let me put it this way. Um, it, let me do it in the negative because I think you'll relate what I'm saying. You know, like you cannot get this really nice guy or this really nice girl, and it seems like everything's okay, and it feels like they, they they're great. They're great. They're great, but I don't know. There's, there's just something. I don't know. And then we often talk ourselves out of that moment because our brain is saying, what are you talking about? Look, it's amazing. Everything's amazing. But it's just a, a gut feeling that, mm, I don't know. There's something not quite right here. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That, the, the Spirit of God will often take advantage of that and anoint you to understand those things. I feel... The words I'm saying or the words I'm speaking out are not just my words. Have you ever had one of those experiences where you were encouraging somebody and you heard words coming out of your mouth thinking, that's good. (laughs) Mm, I'm on my point today. It's it's like I I get encouraged by my own words. I hear things coming out of my mouth that it's like, wow, I know it's, I know it's me talking, but that sounds better than I sound. That is the Spirit of God anointing you. The, the results, the Spirit of God, the presence of the Spirit of God means the results of what I'm saying or doing go beyond me and what I'm able to do on my own, even in my most talented moment. So whether someone is anointed or not is entirely up to the Holy Spirit. Again, God doesn't anoint according to your standards for a person. So let me say it like this. I can't buy the anointing. I can't behave myself into the anointing. See, I say that because I know that some of us, we believe that well, God's only going to anoint you if you're really holy I don't think it's as simple as that God will anoint whoever he wants to anoint if the moment demands it let me put it let me put it like this let me put it like this um, maybe I don't know we come up with a, a scenario that maybe you're someone who goes to church every now and again. Hallelujah. You, uh, and, and the truth is, um, you go to church and, yeah, you're not putting it about, but you're, you're sleeping with your girlfriend. I know nobody here. You know what I mean? I know there's nobody in here right now who that could possibly apply to. Anyway. And it's lunchtime and maybe you're in the staff room or you're meeting with some friends and uh, someone said, oh, what did you do yesterday? And you say, oh, I went to church. You almost heard it spill out of your mouth. Well, you go to church? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I go to church. Wow. Okay. And, and, and maybe a conversation opens up and, and you find yourself talking about God. In a way that you've not talked about God ever. And and here you are, you're someone who say you go to church every now and again, you're sleeping with your girlfriend, God will anoint you in that moment, not for your sake, but for the one who's listening to you. You get what I'm saying? So it's not because you're it's not because you're so amazing or that God approves of your behavior. You can't say, oh, well, if God's anointing me, then, you know, he must be cool with what's going on. No, it's not to do with that. It's to do, he anointed you in that moment for the sake of someone who needed to hear the truth. And God will choose to anoint anyone in any moment to see someone come closer to the kingdom. So I can't buy the anointing. I can't behave myself into the anointing. You know, it's not like, oh, well, you know, if I, if I have a quiet time every day, if I read my Bible and pray every single day, then by next Sunday, I'm going to be a lot more anointed. It doesn't, it doesn't really work like that. You don't, you don't behave yourself into the anointing. I can't make myself anointed. I can't act anointed and presume to be anointed. You know, and that's why... We've got to be careful that we, you know, that there are some things that we can observe in our day and age because we have, we have access to now, stuff that I never had access to uh, through social media. So, you know, just because you've got someone, you know, let me put it this way: if you don't know who TD Jakes is, don't worry about it. But dressing like TD Jakes, preaching like TD Jakes doesn't make you have the same anointing as T.D. Jakes. You understand? You You can't act your way into that and presume that you're going to carry the same anointing. The presence of the anointing is not proof that I am living the perfect life. It is merely proof of His grace. The Holy Spirit is blessing this moment for the outworking of His purpose. So... I'm now going to deliver three quarters of my message in five minutes. So it's going to be an exciting ride. <laughs> no, I'm not. So when Isaiah prophesied this about the anointing, the anointing, I, I am anointed to preach. I'm anointed to give good news. He's, he's saying that, that the anointing is given for a purpose to proclaim good news to the poor to people who are living below their god-given potential that's not just referring to people who are lacking in money it's it's people who are li- living below their god-given potential and the anointing brings healing to the brokenhearted so that you see that's the wonder of it that is the mystery of it it's the mystery That God can take a simple phrase. I can't even begin to tell you in my life. The times people have come to me at the end of a service and said, I just loved it when you said that. That's awesome, but I never said it. I wished I had. I wished I had said that, but I didn't actually say it. But it's the spirit of God in that moment piggybacking something that i said and you've heard something because preaching, let me tell you, preaching isn't just about what I say. Preaching is about what you hear. It's interesting. You don't always hear what I say. That can be good and that can also not be quite so good. But anyway, the anointing brings comfort. So the anointing brings beauty out of what is burned down. The anointing takes your tears and replaces them with joy. Sometimes the anointing will break down, break down the walls. Sometimes the anointing will create the tears in order to break down the walls, in order to bring the joy. Because what happens in the spirit is not what just happens intellectually. That is, that is why it's so difficult to come to a moment like this and just talk about something. I haven't really seriously got time for this, but I, I, was, asking, I was asking the Lord during the, during the worship. You know, just help me because to to have a moment like I wanted to say, I wanted to say to this this young lady here in the um, I don't know you. It's nice to see you. Um, I felt I felt the Spirit of God was saying to me, that particularly um, for you, that that word that He anoints my head with oil. Is a very powerful thing for you. That God wants to help you with with the way you think and the way you think about you. You're a very gifted person, but sometimes your mind can take you to a difficult place where it's difficult to believe that that days are going to get brighter, that things are going to work out. But I, I believe that God wants you to understand that His anointing on your life will enable you to think the right things and say the right things so that you are positioned for better days. I believe that that, that even even as I'm speaking to you through and by the power of the Spirit, God is doing something in you. There is some rewiring that is going on in your mind. There's some rewiring. This is not about you putting in more effort so that... Oh, I must try and be better. I must. I, if I do this, I'll be better. If I do this, I'll be better. Just, He's going to do it. He's going to do it. You know, the beautiful thing about this moment is I'm speaking to you. You came here today to hear this word. There's some other people in this room who I'm not looking at right now or pointing to, but this word is for them. And you're sat there thinking, oh, that's what I need to hear. I need... I need someone to say that to me. Well, well, they have. I might not be looking at you right now, but the Spirit of God is speaking into you and into your situation. You know, I wanted to say to this young man again, I don't know, I'm just picking up people I don't know, but God's, God's hand is on your life. God is you don't have to stress or strain. I, I actually saw, a, when I looked at you, I saw um, I saw some uh, geese, you know, like Canadian geese flying in a V. And, and I was looking at the fact that, uh, thinking about the fact, I believe prompted by the Spirit. Well, I mean, you know, I don't usually go around seeing geese. So I'm going to assume that the Spirit of God was speaking to me. But I was talking about the fact that their sense of direction is instinctual. It's instinctual. They, they they know where to go, not because they've been trained. But I believe a creator has put that ability in them to see. And, uh, and I, I, and I want to say, if, if God can do that in an instinctual way for a, a goose, his spirit in you is greater than than instinct and he's going to show you the way to go you don't need to worry about the future you don't need to worry about what happens all you need to do is focus on him he's going to show you what you need to do your success is not based on, on solely on what you do your success is based on trusting him trust him he'll show you the way he'll show you the way i was uh, yeah i want to uh say something to this young man tom and jerry Tom and Jerry, top. I just wanted you to understand. I don't know. I'd, even this moment for you is like, oh, you would not choose to be picked out in front of hundreds of people. I understand that, um, but don't freak out. It's all right. I'm not going to expose you. Or what I want you to know is that God sees you. Yeah. And I might have picked you out, but I only picked you out because God already saw you, and He wants you to know that you are somebody. Yeah. You are somebody. You are loved. You've, God's got a plan. He's got a purpose for your life. And, and he wants you to know that no matter what has happened in the past, he's got a phenomenal future for you. And one more. This is uh, my man here. My sat here. Can you see? Little beard. He's looking down now. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you. It's like, no, he can't be looking for me. No, no. Yeah, I'm looking for you. I felt the Spirit of God just say this to me that uh, I saw a, a spotlight. I just felt simply, the Spirit of God said, you, you don't need to find the spotlight. You don't need to be chasing spotlights that seem to be offering you opportunity in the future. You need to step into His light. Step into God's light. He is the one who opens doors. He is the one who creates opportunity. Those lights, they dazzle, they will distract, and they will take you down the wrong roads. Ultimately, if you just pick any spotlight that comes and shines your way. But if you follow the light, his light, he will, he will make a way. The doors of opportunity you look for, for are in his hands. Put your, ha- put your future in his hands, and he will make a way. Amen. So I do that because church is not just meant to be a place where we come and have a sing song together and and we have an inspirational word and we go and try and crack on with our lives. We need the Spirit of God. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders, the builders labour in vain. Zechariah 4 verse 6 says, not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. He wants us to understand that His Spirit in us is not just for what happens here. You need an anointing when you go into your office tomorrow. I think too often down the years, church has kind of taught that the anointing is for church. And yeah, we also do that stuff outside, but it's all about getting back to church. No. No. It's all about getting back out there. Whatever happens here is about getting back out there because that's where I'm going to be a light in the darkness. That's where I'm going to make an impact. That's where God is going to anoint. Will things happen in church? Of course they'll happen in church. But they will also happen over coffee tomorrow. You need an anointing to teach a class. You need an anointing from God. Anointings are not, are not just for the house of God. Anointing is for your office. It's for, your, it's for the shop where you work. It's for the classroom where you teach. It's for the office where you are. It's to believe that God is, is going to anoint you. And He's going to use you whether you feel anointed or not. Your presence, your words, your attitude is going to have a positive and powerful impact wherever you are. And sure, I can help myself. I, I accept that God will, God will um, anoint us for His purpose. But but ultimately, it's about His presence. And, and God wants us to live sensing His presence. And so, yes, of course, it is important to spend time with him. Of course, it's important to talk to him, which we also call praying. Of course, it's important to read his word. Why? Because his word is is the way he speaks to us. It's his love letter to us. That's why we need to engage with the word of God. It's powerful. It's supernatural. Our lives are going to be better because we're connected to him because we're connected to one another we speak into one another's lives we encourage one another spur one another on towards love and good deeds it's just it's just a hint it's just a sprinkling but it's to inspire you god help me lord as i as i go into as i go into work tomorrow help me to know help me to know in my heart no matter what i feel like I'm anointed. I'm anointed by your Spirit. Your oil. Your oil is flowing through my life. It's bringing, it's bringing lubrication. It's bringing... It's, it's smoothing things out. It's helping things. It is healing things. Father, I thank you that you're already here. I thank you. My future is safe and secure. If God is for me, who can be against me? I entrust myself to your care and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap offering for everything he's done. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.